my name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hi, welcome to this week's podcast, and I want to talk about a simple exercise that you can use to revamp a tired brand. Now, it's recommended that you update your brand every 15 months to two years, and that can be your website, your colors, things like that. You just want to refresh it, or you can completely change it. Now, if you hear scratching in the background, it's my cat, Mr. Joseph, being obnoxious and using his scratch pad. Okay, so first I want to talk about the number one marketing mistake that we um, often do without even realizing, and that is a lack of a clear, cohesive brand and message. And this is according to research. In my experience with working with business owners, I have found that the second marketing mistake I see uh, all the time is focusing on product versus your customer. So I want to give you an example of the second mistake first, and then we'll dive into the the first one. So uh, I've been working with a startup and I gave the owner the following homework. So the first part of his homework was Go deeper into the problems you solve even before your client buys your consulting or container designs. I then asked him this question. What kind of person does your customer want to be after working with you? What are they telling their friends? So if you've been in marketing for any length of time, you know that we're supposed to address the pain point or the desire point. Now, the desire point or what's called aspiration is more powerful than the pain point. So I always encourage my clients to focus on that more or at least combine the two. So with that in mind, let me give you his answer to the first question. And so I want you to think about, okay, pain point versus Uh, desire point or both. So here was his first question or answer. The whole idea I have is to offer a unique solution for space utilizing using shipping containers that the purchaser, customer, friend, client is fully confident coming to my company to design and build based off of listening to the needs and wants, knowing that the end product will exceed all expectations. The structure is already there. It's just filling the space and having the resources to fill the space in a creative, unique way. Okay, do you see what's missing yet? If not, listen to the uh, answer to question number two, which was what uh, do you, what kind of person do they want to be after working with you? Now, this is getting into the desire point or the aspiration. What are they telling their friends? So here's his answer to that one. After a completed project, working and building a relationship with the end user, they are more than ecstatic with a customer service and attention to detail. I would Attention to detail, I would love to share a complete time-lapse build of their communicated and designed container um, plan, whether it be a coffee shop, an off-grid cabin, or a man cave, she shed, in the backyard. They will have a heart full of joy with zero regrets of their money well spent for the product they received. The individual social media advertisement that will receive from this will be a true blessing. We'll be super grateful for the new relationships that will come from each project. Okay, so do you still, or do you see what I'm referring to when I say that something's missing from both of these answers. So when you look at them, they're all product focused versus customer focused. Now, yes, he did mention his customers, but the overall 
end game for him was the product. So when you simply focus on the product, you're vulnerable to price shopping, meaning people will do business with you only if you're the cheapest. So what are the main points and aspirations of his potential customers? And so his business would be a shipping container business where he designs and builds them for recreational use or businesses and um, maybe some do-it-yourself or some consulting with people that want to do this on their own. So here are some pain points and aspirations. They have a desire to have an affordable getaway with family. They have a desire to go on vacation, but the cost is prohibited. But with this solution, the customer can spend more time with family doing fun things for less money. The business owner that can't afford more wants a huge building with all the overhead, flexibility and freedom, independence, adventure, the entrepreneur that has a business dream that will only be possible using his product. So here we've got some pain points and desires that his customer wants. So the pain and the desire, or the pain point, I guess you would say, are the inner problems that you solve. The desire is who your client wants to be at the end of doing business with you. So if you flesh out your customer's pains and desires, you will have a brand message that will speak directly to them and create customers that are willing to pay more because you get them. So let's go inside the mind of my clients that need my online presence service. We'll just focus in on that. So my uh, customers are usually small businesses and entrepreneurs, and they know they should have a social media strategy and beautiful website, but they feel overwhelmed on where to start. They often lack technical experience or they're busy running a business, which is their passion, not managing an online presence. They feel the pressure of everyone telling them they need to do it, but they just don't want to. They desire someone they can hire to do it all for them, but they must be affordable for a small business's shoestring budget. They want to make more money, and they tend to be skeptical that social media will really work. Social media is a mystery, and it'll take too much time for them to figure it out. And then, how do you do it in a way that brings more customers through the door? So all of my branding, whether for in-person local clients or for those who purchase my course to do it themselves, have those pain points and desires, and I put it in the messaging. So where did I get all of that? Well, some is my experience in teaching computers for 22 years. Others were from repeated requests from my clients, and the rest was actually talking to small business owners and solopreneurs. So look at your current brand messaging and ask yourself, does this speak directly to my client slash customer, or is it product focused? Remember, people do not buy products. They buy benefits. And so if you tap into the pain points and you tap into the desires, and you'll be able to articulate the benefits of doing business with you. Okay. So now I'm going to take you into a simple Pinterest exercise. And the first part of this podcast addresses the messaging quite a bit already. And we'll solve the number one marking mistakes I've mentioned. But branding also includes the look and feel of your brand, the experience you want them to have or feel when they do business with you. So for our topic today, I'm not going to go into the physical presence you provide to your customers from the time they pull into your parking lot, the experience with your staff, to your decor and feel, to leaving your establishment. That all needs to be top-notched. And most importantly, it needs to reflect your online brand. You can't have a stellar site and then a shoddy physical site that creates cognitive dissonance, which very simply is confusion. 
But for now, I want to focus on your online presence and give you a simple exercise to help you uncover your brand colors, fonts, and textures that will create the feel you want your potential customers and clients to experience. And then will also be the home, I guess you could say, for your messaging. So here are the steps. And I got this from uh, Jasmine Starr. So first, you create a Pinterest board titled Brand. Then you're going to pin images and you want to keep them between 15 and 20. And you might start with a lot at first, but then you can narrow them down in, at the end of the exercise. So you're going to, at the end, have about five pins that fit into three categories, colors, fonts, and then textures slash patterns. You're going to shoot for consistency. So this means that by the time you're done with this exercise, you will feel the quote, feel. Is it light and airy, dark and moody, bright and cheery, clean and minimalistic, vintage and old-fashioned? So you'll you'll see that there's a feel. There's a, a common uh, color hue and scheme. Your fonts will look the same. I mean, there's just, you know, different things that when it puts, when you put it all together, you'll see a picture that is now your brand. So I have all of my clients do this. And one of my clients was reluctant to do it, but she was thrilled by the time she was done. And she actually had a lot of fun, but here's what it did. And this has happened more than once. It revealed that her current branding was way, way, way off. Even her colors and her fonts. She has a brand personality called the innocent and it's a throwback to simpler times. Plus she loves art deco period. So her colors in the Pinterest exercise were muted, but still colorful. And then her fonts were classic and simple. So we're revamping her brand. And that's what these exercises do. A brand is more than colors and fonts. It's a feeling. It's a reflection of who you are. And most get it wrong, thinking they can just throw together these things and bring in the profits. But you have to spend a little bit of time getting it clear and cohesive. So once you're done with this exercise, You will design all of your graphics, your videos, your website, your printed materials, everything with these colors, fonts, and feel. Now, I want to give you a few assessments to take it to the next level so that you can really establish a top-notch, influential brand. And this will be for your in-person and online. First, take the brand personality quiz. So this is a quiz that I developed so you can get the starting point of your brand personality. And I suggest doing this before the Pinterest exercise. And that's um, the quiz I was referring to for my one customer who's called The Innocent. Then take the fascination advantage at howyoufascinate.com. So this reveals how others see you versus how you see yourself in the world. So if you tap into your fascination advantage, You will be in your zone in both your brand and then interacting with your clients as well as finding your tribe. Then you want a disc assessment. So TonyRobbins.com forward slash disc, D-I-S-C, will show you you. And it's really important because your personality is going to have two opposites. And knowing those opposites will help you better interact with them in both your branding and customer interactions. And this final assessment, your introvert flavor, which is at my website, sherryannwilson.com, is only if you're an introvert. And it will show you what type of introvert you are and how you will interact with others, your strengths and your weaknesses. And there are many, many entrepreneurs. So this uh, uh, quiz will encourage you and make it plain so that you can have a phenomenal business and make a profit. So in summary, branding is like putting together a puzzle. And if you think about it, you're the biggest puzzle piece. Your brand is going to be, again, a reflection of who you are. 
Unfortunately, many of us don't even know who we are, much less who our clients and customers are. So use these techniques and assessments to create a complete picture of your brand. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?